Hey, has anyone ever told you, listener, that you have impeccable taste when choosing on-demand audio content? Yeah, because you really do, and you should be commended for it. This is episode 31 of the Jock and Nerd podcast. We are going to discuss the 2015 Fantastic Four reboot. I'm sure many of you have heard the word of mouth, read the articles, read the reviews. We know you are not going to see this movie. I submit to you this, listener. Please let us spoil the movie for you. I will guarantee that it's way more enjoyable than spending time in the theater actually watching the movie. Plus, I just had a double espresso and a sweeten the deal. I'm going to throw in Rug Boy. Fantastic for Jock and Nerd spoiler cast. Let's do this. It's the Jock and Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 31 of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. And my name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And, of course, we have fan favorite, Mr. Rugboy. How you doing, Rugs? Excelsior! Oh, there you go. Oh, shit. And Lee in the building. <laughs> That's right. Enough said, Marvel readers. Uh, yes. That's his cameo appearance from Fantastic Four since he never showed up. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's my that's my tribute to uh, old Stanley. There you go, <laughs> Rugsy. How's uh, the rug today? Where's the good garbage at? Uh, you got any uh, info? Uh, listen, I'm just trying to scrape together uh, enough stuff to like uh, have a a comfortable uh, yet good summer. All right, that's good. You just need a nice uh, scuzzy yeah. couch and uh, how's the sandwiches? Do you need any more? I'll send more no, over. I think I can't eat the sandwiches anymore. Oh boy, because uh, my <laughs> this is I don't know how to say this. Just just but say my, it. But my poop has been really loose. You know what? <laughs> the, oh, shit. The gluten will get you. I told you. Yeah, I think it's the bread. I don't know. Rug boy needs bread. Rugboy, you need to go paleo. Yeah, I'm going to start trying to, like, uh, you know, improve my looks. I don't know, because I'm getting famous now, and I got to start caring about this shit. I even got, like, uh, soap for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How did you know what that was? Look, uh, <laughs> I, I know what soap is, because I grew up in a house with people. And they told me to uh, use it. Yeah. But uh, now I'm just using it for my own purposes. Like, and, like uh, I'm choosing to use it. Plus, and it's now a, you're ab- abusing it. Yeah, I just I'm covered in soap now. <laughs> plus, uh, bar soap makes a great snack in a pinch. Yeah, you got to get the right flavor though. <laughs> yeah, it's yummy and it's filling. It sticks to your ribs, literally. Irish Spring tastes pretty good. Uh, and it's pretty zesty. Ah, my Irish <laughs> thing. No, look, you guys, I really did have a double espresso. Although over in this country, they call it a dopio. Did you know that? Did you know that? No. Dopio. Dopio. Not at that all. That sounds like a Romeo's stupid brother. That was my nickname in high school. Dopio. dopio. Uh, <laughs> anywho, <laughs> uh, like I said, this is our uh, Fantastic Four. 2015 parentheses spoiler cast cast movie review so in this show before you know before we get into anything on the show if you ever have any feedback if you ever want to talk with us you can easily email us at show at jockandnerd.com we have a twitter jockandnerdcast facebook jockandnerd and you can send us a speak pipe as well and uh really quickly want to thank uh, a place to hang your cape for sponsoring and kind of putting us out there on their website. That's a great site that we'll probably reference all the time. Shout out to David Malofsky. Yeah. You can listen. We had a transcontinental conversation with him, and you can go listen to that uh, a couple episodes ago. What episode was that? 
Uh, who fucking knows? Somewhere. <laughs> it was uh, in the. It was in like the twenties. It was somewhere in the twenties. I'll tell you. I know what episode this is, and uh, there's going to be stuff we talk about, and uh, we will post links in our show notes, which you can find either in your favorite podcast app, usually if you scroll or tap the picture, or you can go to jockandnerd.com slash thirty one. And we'll do slash FF2015, FF2015 for this one. Uh, nice. And all the stupid shit we refer to. It's all right there, peoples, along with links to follow us and rate us and send us a voicemail. All that jazz. It's very convenient. You know what's funny is I wanted to bring this up to you guys. We're doing a podcast on a movie that is literally right now 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is a good point. It's 9? It went up? I thought it was at it 8. It went up to 9. I just checked right before we recorded the show. I can't believe like, it actually dropped from like 10, 11, 10. Under 10. Wow. Right 9%. So what – why did you guys go see this movie? <laughs> what the fuck? Well, you know, the fact that a movie is shitty doesn't ever make me stop watching it. Yeah. <laughs> I will watch the shittiest movie ever made just to prove that I could – just to do it. Just to, just to be a trooper and like – it makes you yeah. tough. It makes you tougher. Yeah. It's like if you're going to like bang a girl and she's not that hot but you do it anyway just to like not put the notch on your belt, you know? <laughs> you just got to do it. Hey, you gotta a, be a team player. A movie's a movie. I conquered that movie. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> I was gonna watch this movie regardless because a bunch of people that I know are nerds. You yeah. know, yeah. And they like have to like watch all the comic book movies just to support the genre. Yeah. Even if they suck donkey dick, like they they'll still watch it. Which so. sometimes means we end up throwing our money at things we really shouldn't be getting our money. I try not to do it, but for this one, I have a feeling. It's not the worst movie that I've ever seen. Right. So I felt like it's got to have – someone's got to be able to report on this uh, a little bit more uh, – less, uh, more objectively and less like – I think there's a lot of vitriol coming out. Yeah, I don't this think this, uh, this review is going to be any different. Let me tell you. <laughs> we can try. We'll, 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 we'll get into that. But I, before you, Imran, say why you yeah. saw the movie, I just want to state it's – Almost because of you that I saw the movie. I, I, listen, uh, yeah, I kind of felt that. to our last show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was probably going to see it regardless because I'm a huge nerd too. But um, you talking about it on our last show, Comic Book Artist You Should Know, Volume 2, Episode 30, yeah. Cheap Plug. Yeah. Um, we talked about it in the open about, the show, about this movie and your enthusiasm for this this movie the, the lack or the uh the, the, the strong reaction where you're not defending it yeah made me want to go see this movie like, right imran, imran wanted us to hate watch this movie right yeah. i mean watch it be like i fucking hate this movie uh, he wanted us to master hate all throughout the movie yeah. oh. i wanted you guys to share in the pain and i kind of felt that i was i felt bad that i almost made you guys go see this piece of shit movie now okay so before I, that why i saw it was because of that, like the buzz, I was listening to these Josh Trank interviews on Fat Man on Batman, the buzz and the weird rumors and then the really bad reviews, like it got me so uh, curious. I ha- And I went, I saw it opening night. I'm like, all right, let's, what, this, what is night, this? Wow. So it was because it was getting bad reviews. Did you I, see it by yourself or yeah. with your wife? No, I went by myself. Nice. Yeah. So you, you wanted to see, you wouldn't subject your wife oh, to this pain. No, you you, you got to see a bad movie by yourself. Yeah, you yeah. can't. Like, you can't. You can't drag anybody else into it. And, unless, yeah, yeah, unless and, you both want to see it. Exactly. And this movie, like that, it's the same thing. Like coming out of it, I can't, in good conscience, recommend 
anyone to go see this movie. However, you have to see this fucking movie, guys. You have to see it. I, I remember clearly, like, uh, dragging a dude to go see the Roland Emmerich Godzilla movie. Yeah. That did it, he didn't want to see it, and yeah. now he won't see a movie with me ever Oh, again. my God. <laughs> Rugboy also, it brings back a memory. I believe we went to see and paid money for RoboCop 2. RoboCop 3, dude. Or was it 3? Three, oh, three that was, look, that's the that sets the bar for the worst movie. Yeah, to time. this day, nothing will beat RoboCop three for me after that experience. You're not that, a fan of Ninja RoboCops? <laughs> no, it's dude. It was so bad. It was written by Frank Miller. I'm like, I know. That's I, I why I almost hate Frank Miller yes, now for yes. even making that movie possible. Listen, when this movie came out, we were so geeked. We were huge Frank Miller nerds. We're like, oh my god, Frank Miller RoboCop. We have to see it. And then afterwards, we just felt dirty. Like, really dirty. Yeah, because they just fucking... The guy who even... Peter Weller. Peter, Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Penis. Peter Penis Weller. Peter Weller. Okay, Peter Weller. Like, God, you were like Penis me. Miller. You were like me last episode. I couldn't talk at all. Peter Weller wouldn't even be in that movie. Dude, they fucked us with a big robo cock is what they did on that movie. Exact Amundo. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. Anyways, that's why... So, much, so many phallic statements. Well, And, you know, and then I was going to ask, but I kind of answered the question, what was the last really bad movie you paid for? You know, and for me, probably Robocop 3, but I'm sure there was another one. Paid for? Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, in the theater. Uh, Green Lantern was pretty bad. Oh, that's yeah. one a lot of people do. Yeah, similar. And this Sucker movie... Punch. Yeah. Oh, Sucker yeah. Sucker Punch is awful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's Zack Snyder, too, so... Yeah. So you went, what There's a him. trend here, people. <laughs> um, well, we'll get into our discussion, but just want to go over the show format for any new listener. Um, this is a spoiler podcast. I'll probably say that again right before we do the intro, but we're going to go over some news, and then we're going to do our Fantastic Four review, split into three parts, talk about anything that was good, which wasn't much, everything bad, and then ramifications for the franchise, Fox, Josh Trank, just some of our thoughts on where it can go. And uh, whatever else comes up, we'll talk about that, too. Maybe a little bit of comic book stuff at the end. So, Yeah, we'll do come with some quick recommendations. But the feelings this movie elicits, listener, is uh, the big reason why I'm so geeked for this. <laughs> because, oh, yeah. uh, I mean, this movie is amazing for all the wrong reasons. It's a train wreck. It's, it's pretty literally much. a train yeah. wreck. But let's, let's do the news and we'll, we'll, so we can get into this. Okie dokie. The Jock and Ned Podcast. Okay, what do we got? This one, uh, a lot of, you curated a lot of this, but there, it's a lot of good stuff. Where do you want to start? Um, well, we'll start. Uh, first off, not a ton of news bits because I think we'll save it for our next show. Oh, yeah, we got some. Uh, yeah, and there's some good stuff. There's because we, we want to run through this stuff so that we can get into our Fantastic Four review. But we didn't do any news last show, so we figured we should pay attention. Yeah, a little to catch up. Stuff. A little catchy a little catch, catch up. up. Uh, first thing, there was a from Birth Movies Death, there was a promo picture with Supergirl and Flash in the same picture. But yeah. Unfortunately, they are not crossing over. Those shows. But people actually thought like this is obviously a goofy like uh, promotional image. Like people thought this was going to be a thing, but they released it. They released it. Yeah. yeah so they're, they're, then uh, they're stupid because these nerds are going to go crazy when they do something that's official. But they're laughing like at each other like, "Hey, look at us! We're fucking around. We're both DC heroes." There's other thing with the thing. Well, the thing is, is Flash is kind of a goofy character on the show and. Supergirl from the trailer looks kind of goofy too, so it's plausible that these two shows could kind of cross over. Yeah, they're both lighthearted shows. Yeah. But reading this article, I don't think that's what they're doing. Because if you watch, there's the a new trailer, 
right? Yeah. She says pretty much in the trailer, now the world has more than one hero. It has a Supergirl. So nobody else exists in that universe. And there's no way as fuck Superman exists in the fucking CW universe. Absolutely. No, not yet. No, because they would uh, they would have talked about him. Yeah, you, you can, the, the impact of the Flash would not. Say that, Rugboy, again? Have they alluded to Superman at all? Nope, in, nope. I mean, in the, in the show. No, like, I don't think he has uh, arrived or he's he's just not there. I don't recall them ever uh, bringing him up. No. no. You can't, He if he was in the show, flat, the metahuman thing wouldn't be a thing. Right. That's not a big deal anymore. You know, like, one world is over here, they got aliens, and then one world over here, they got all these metahumans. Like, it's two separate right. fucking things. So, I don't know, whoever, if I, you know, it's not going to happen, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Eh, never say never, as Justin Bieber says, because uh, uh, <laughs> they could cross over. It's you know they might. You never know. You you're right though. Never say never. This is kind of a tease for maybe the next show, but I'll just throw it in here right now. Constantine and Arrow are crossing over. Yeah, that just and that's awesome. But that is uh. So wait, Constantine hmm. is not canceled? No, he. All right, I'm just gonna yeah, blow the news. I'll put a link to this in the show notes. John Const- well. the Const- John Constantine will show up. In season five, the next season of Arrow, in an episode titled Hunted. That season ha- four, I think, right? Oh, four. Sorry. Haunted, yeah, yeah. not hunted. But the episode deals with Sarah Lance coming back to life. So he's going to be involved in some kind of – some of the sorcery required. Like maybe the Lazarus Pit isn't enough and it needs a little help. And uh, fucking John comes in and, and boosts the magic a little. I don't know. Wow. But he's in it. <laughs> Matt Ma Ryan is going to be in Arrow. Episode five. There were a ton of fans clamoring for that too, especially since the show got canceled. I love that. I think it's great. I, I wanted it to I come thought, back. I thought he was great as John Constantine. He nailed John Constantine. Yeah, he's perfect. Hopefully, he, you, you they'll show him smoking on the show too. I was about to say that he they did. I mean he he would he throw, would have it lit. He would throw. Mouth. Yeah, he would put out. Yeah, he never. That's true. It was just lit, or he put out a cigarette. He would never actually like light up. Uh, Rugsy, this Supergirl show is going up against one of your favorite shows, my friend. What are you going to do? It's going to be yep, yep, same time slot. What oh, do you, I got. I don't have that problem. I, I'll DVR it. Well, you could just go to Target and make sure one TV is on one channel and the other TV is on the other channel. Well, that's also a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. All right. I'll just call my mom and tell her to DVR it. It's not, not a big deal. And I'll just go and visit my mom. Oh, that's <laughs> that's so nice, Rug Boy, that you would think about your mother and go visit her. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know she, that. She uh, needs to know that I'm alive. Ma, where's the where's the program? I told you to record it. Dude, she gets she got the, the DVR that could like save a thousand hours and she never uses it. She has no idea how to use the buttons. You need to So a, I mean yeah. I might as well use yeah. it. Go fill that fucking shit up with, with something. Mom, meatloaf! Just yeah. pull, pull one of those. <laughs> yeah. My mom, uh, she, she, she uh, deals with a lot, unfortunately. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, wow. she's, a, All right. she's, a, she's the mother of Rug Boy. Uh, rug Mom. Rug Mom. Oh, uh, God For bless you, you, Rug Mom. I don't think we talk about uh, DC enough. I have another DC bit of news. Okay. Ben Affleck, also reported on Birth Movies Death. Um, starring in at least three Batman solo films or signed on for three Batman did, solo films. Did you hear about that screening? Which one? The, yeah, they screened the movie to, but wasn't it like to producers and, and like vendors? Yeah, oh, the standing applause? To a standing ovation. Who was in the audience oh. for this screening? It's all the people who like worked on the movie, the producers and the studio people and the crew. So they were all stroking it. 
and it went over really well, I guess. And then that's how uh, Ben was able to parlay that into a three-picture deal. So they're all pretty much just clapping, going, yay, this is going to make us tons of money, everyone. No, actually, I think it was more like, hey, it doesn't suck really it, bad. It's not horrible after all. But, it's dude, this Ben Affleck three-movie solo deal, the, think about this. We have Batfleck. That means we have Batfleck for Batman versus Superman, Yep. Suicide Squad, Yep. three Batman solo movies, and two Justice League. That's seven times he's already playing Batman. That's like the longest run of Batman by any actor. And if they do a Justice League 2, if they do two Justice League, which is the plan, you know they're doing a three because nothing ends at two. So And they might there's do no a four. So, uh, you right. know, there, there's a potential seven to 12 movies he will play Batman. He's going to be the fucking definitive Batman by default now. I don't really have a problem with that. No, if he if he's good, it's kind of fucking genius. As long as, I mean, he can act and shit. It's like yeah. it's just that he's Ben Affleck. Yeah, that's the only problem that he has working against them. He's fucking yeah. Ben Affleck. He was the guy working at the fashionable mail. You know, he fucked yeah. people in an uncomfortable place like the back <laughs> of a Volkswagen. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part is when he's having sex with somebody in uh, in the behind. <laughs> In the anus, if you will. Is that wait? He's, he's saying, "Call me. What's your favorite new kid? Call me Donnie." <laughs> that's what he says. Is that for, wait? That's what he does. For yeah, real? you ever watch uh, Mallrats? I have that shit on a loop. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he uh, Kevin's just making a sequel to that, by the way. Apparently, oh, yeah, bad, bad. You know, Mallrats too. Bad flag will be in it. Bad flag will Fuck be the in people it. up in the ass. So, I mean. I think uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we'll see how he does if he if he can uh, hang in there for fucking twelve Batman movies. I just want it's, them to get a good director for these Batman movies and not he's but him Mo. He's, I think it's part of it. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna direct the Batman. He's gonna write and direct it, which is better. Oh yes, Ben Affleck. Yes, oh. with Jeff John. I like that a lot better than. Snyder doing Yes, the way they should do this is do not have Snyder involved. Jeff Johns, Ben Affleck, you guys fucking show run this whole thing and just get it done. Because like we said, look at Ben Affleck's track record as an actor-director. It's pretty fucking good. He makes good movies. Yeah. And and the talent. I've I've seen the talent. The talent is really good. These are Oscar-nominated slash winning movies. What else did he direct? That was only two? Director, well, Gone Baby Gone. That's the other one. He did direct that. Yeah. Argo, and he's got one coming out, Live by the Night, that should come out next year. I knew there was one missing. Well, that one, these two projects that he's like pushed back to do Batman, and I think that was one of them. Live by Night? Yeah. It's in pre-production right now. I think that Affleck should cash in on this while he can. The Accountant is in post-production. That was the other movie that had to be moved around. Yeah. No, he's smart. He knows what he's doing. He's like, motherfucker, I'm going to own this Batman. He's, I feel like he's going to own this Batman. Well, this next movie's got Live by the Night. I'm looking at the names. Yeah. I remember it's him. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. Whoa. Sienna Miller, Ella Fanning, Zoe Saldana, possibly John Bernthal, the next Punisher. Wow. I don't know what it's about, but it's, it's a good, good cast. cast. Yeah. yeah. You know what's going to be about a bunch of people being very angry at each other? <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of drama, intrigue, and suspense, and maybe a little bit of thrills and some kissing. Yes. Some light, Space gentle. Space and time will collide. And there'll be gentle petting. <laughs> Always gentle petting. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, now. Like it got for the Civil War. Yeah. Uh, the, the team between the two, uh, the, the two sides between Cap and Iron Man in Civil War. We know the sides of Civil War. Is this, uh, yeah, we do. This is crazy. You ready, to, ready for me to list them? Yeah. Team uh, Captain America. Who's on? Well, we kind of saw by the end of Ant-Man who was on it. But give us the list. Right. Anything. It's Cap, Hawkeye, Falcon, Scarlet Witch, 
Ant-Man and the Winter Soldier. Makes sense. All makes sense. Dude, they got Scarlet Witch. She's a fucking heavy hitter. That's a good powerhouse. That's the one you want on your side. And then on Team Iron Man, we got uh, Iron Man, of course. Yes. The Vision. Yes. Black Widow. Yeah. War Machine and your boy Spidey. Geek Boner. Yes. What about the Black Panther? He's kind of caught in the middle. He's neutral. And do you want another spoiler about why? If you click the other link in there, it tells you uh, he's on a mission uh, and basically, his father is killed in Wakanda, and he's like investigating that or mm. something, which I think you know lead gets him to be the king, King T'Challa, because his father. There's a lot of speculation that Winter Soldier might be involved in the killing of his father, or maybe um, you know Ulysses Claw, something like that. So, so, first of all, Spider-Man being on Team Iron Man, very true to the the comic book roots. It's very interesting, but I keep seeing things that, like maybe this will lead to some form of an Iron Spider suit by the end of either this movie or his own movie. Oh, that definitely is going to happen because yeah. uh, he'll you know Stark's hook him up. Dude. Yeah, yeah, Camping. yeah. Peter starts on the wrong side. And uh, who is the double agent? Do they think they think there's a double there, agent? Oh yeah, there, there's a double agent on one of the teams. It's gonna be it's gonna be fucking Widow Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean that, that that's the obvious one, just because she doesn't seem like she would belong on Iron Man's team, and she feels more like a Cap person. But she's been in Cap's movie. But if it's yeah. so obvious, uh, maybe they don't do that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I read, I listened to it's all connected. Yeah, that podcast. What and they, they have speculated that the reason they built up the whole. Um, Hawkeye's daughter being named Natasha or whatever is that it's going to be since they're both on opposite sides it's more of a conflict that they were such close buddies and oh, now yeah. they're on separate sides Ooh. but they did, I don't remember them speculating who the double agent was maybe Spidey's the double agent I mean and plus they have Vision which like balances out their Scarlet Witch these right, teams are pretty houses. evenly matched yeah no they definitely are although they have three flying people and they only have one flying. What about Thor? Thor sitting this one out. I guess he's uh, he's back. He's gonna be back in Asgard, uh, figuring his yeah. own shit out. I mean, he's let's not forget out. Odin is dead, and Loki is still pretending to be Odin, right? He's yeah. sitting it out, and then apparently, if there's been rumors that they've seen, uh, what about the Hulk? Fucking yeah! What's his name? The guy that plays him. Well, Mark Ruffalo's. Mark Ruffalo. Mark uh, Ruffles. Ruffle flows. Ruffalo. Ruffalo's on set. Ruffalo's. Uh, so the Hulk uh, banner's got to be in there somewhere. But like, where? You know, how they gonna get him back? He was just like on a one-way cruise control trip to nowhere. I've also yeah. read, but from your boy Devin Faraci. Devin Faraci. A ton of characters in here. It really is a Cap Iron Man film, and a lot of these guys will have cameo appearances this is 11 characters. heroes already that they're <laughs> listing in one goddamn movie holy oh, shit well you know they've, I done mean, it with, they've done it in the x-men movies i mean yeah, it's not like sure. impossible yeah. to do. it's just it's got to be handled very delicately oh. i mean like it's not gonna be a lot of spidey but then i'm hearing that there might be a lot of spidey more than right, we thought let's let's Rugby talk about spider. this in like the way that you're, they're gonna probably do it is that you don't need to flesh out all these guys. They've already been fleshed out. They that's, all have their own fucking movies. That's true. So they just have to come in at the end when it's time for the war. Yeah. All the bullshit stuff is probably going to be maybe like five or six characters interact. Yeah, I can see like the main characters will be the mo- the the driving uh, the driving. I think Spider Man's going to be a huge part of this. Movie. Really? Yeah, because this is their chance to be like, yo, this is our Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, they gotta. You have to bring like the first time we see him in a Marvel movie. It's got to be. Really good, really well done, well that. thought out. 
I see it being like Rugboy said, Spider Man, huge role. Obviously, Cap is going to have a huge role. Iron Man, Winter Soldier, probably, yeah. And, yeah. and Black Panther. Yeah, I think those will be the characters that have bigger roles. Yeah, like all of the guys that we really don't know, like the Scarlet Witch and the Vision, they might get a little bit beefier parts yeah. because they're not that fleshed out. Yeah. The other guys can just hit the ground running, and you yeah. know who they are. Like Hawkeye, we don't need to see. We've already right. seen his fucking pregnant wife's belly. Like we don't need to see any more of him. Yeah, we get it. Like, we get it. You know, Family yeah. kid, he's got something to lose. Blah. We get it. Yeah, we uh, don't need to see him. We don't really need to see uh, Thor, or or even we don't even need to see that much of Winter Soldier. We already know his deal. Do you want to see Hulk? Hulk? You want to see Hulk in this? I don't give a shit if he's in it or not. Like we, you said before in the in remember in the comic book, it was like the guy who had the Hulk one. Like he's the deciding factor. No, no, he was saying that if that's why Hulk set out Civil War. Yeah, yeah, because they sent them out to outer space, and he was in the. Uh, oh Hulk yeah, I forget that was during that. That's right. right. And so they had the Civil War, and then Hulk comes back after Civil War, and then they're all fighting him again. World War Hulk. Yeah. Right. 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 How would they so. mix him in? Oh, that's interesting. All right. So, and then the last bit of news, I think this got debunked. Is this real? I don't know if it's, I don't think it's real anymore. Leaked image but. appears to reveal Tom Holland as Marvel's new Spider-Man. And it's like. Yeah, that, that came out a couple of days ago. Like 50% of the sites that you go on say yeah. it's real, and then 50% say it's not real. <laughs> Fucking it's internet. Su- supposedly a screenshot from what they're going to showcase at the uh, D23 convention. But there's week. an iron dude flying in the background too. But you could fake this whole thing really easily though also. It does look like a. I mean, it's pretty legit, though. I mean, you know, as in terms of how it looks, it's similar to that concept you can't go art. By that now, because anybody who's yeah. got any Photoshop skills, I could make anything. I could make this. It's not. It's not in focus. Like, uh, okay. Well, let's let's speculate. Let's play devil's advocate. Let's say it's real. Just for instance, let's oh, around okay. to think of it. I mean, uh, it's uh, it's similar to the concept art. He's got goggles, full face mask. Uh, the shot could be like, you know, Tony's flying around and he sees a kid climbing the walls and he's like, what the shit is this? Uh, I don't know. I mean, but it also, it looks exactly like a crawling shot from all the movies that could easily have been, you know, manipulated. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Rugboy? I don't know. I don't really think it's real. Okay. So, yeah, if you don't think it's Bad. real, there's no point. I looked at it and I was like, why would they show this? You know, unless it was leaked. But even if they, why would they leak this? It's like right. they couldn't get a better shot or anything that looked like exciting, you know, like. Right. If you're taking a like picture. You can't even shit on it. Like you can't see it enough to shit on it. No. <laughs> it's kind of just like, it's a non thing. Like, yeah. well, it's like, it's an image to, if it is a real image, it's an image to show that we're not doing Spider-Man the same way as Maybe. you're used to. But who knows? So we might get a lot of news though after this uh, Disney thing, this Disney convention. huh? Yeah. We'll have a lot of news. Oh boy. I also like oh. the fact that multiple directors are going to, you know, they get they get to work with all these characters. You know, that's very interesting, too. Mm-hmm. It's just the thought that occurred to me. I, I, I like that, but you, at the same time, Disney's got, like, a chokehold over everybody's creative process. Yeah. So they're all going to be the same, like, yeah. in a way. Yeah, which – Like, they yeah. can't really go off too much. Right. Like, think about how different are the two most different Marvel movies – they're all kind of the same, though, if you, if you think they about it. They all have a little bit of humor in them. All the villains are the same fucking, like, doppelganger powers yeah. of every character. They all, they all, I mean, they're not, like, one isn't really more violent than the other. There's no. not, like, any kind of, it's just the tone of the movie. Like, the is it more of a comedy? Is it a little bit more of this and a little right. bit less of that? Right. So they're not really, you know. 
Like the Doctor Strange movie could be fucking crazy weird. Yeah, that could be yeah. really. Like imagine if David yeah. Fincher did that shit. Yeah, it could be really and like, trippy. And was let allowed, let to, allowed to do anything he wanted. But uh, Disney is going to completely control this intellectual property and, and, and keep it in that style. You know, the Marvel way. That's true. I mean, the Doctor Strange movie does have a lot of um, potential just because it's directed by a guy that's done some horror stuff. Sinister. Deliver us from evil. Who's directing that? Scott Derrickson. Oh, oh. So he's a he's more of a horror director. So yeah, know, who knows? I'm hoping that they do. They let him, you know, go a little crazy with it. Yeah, because that, that's a that's a tough that's another tough one to get people into unless it's real trippy and just fucking mind bendy something. Yeah, no, I agree. I can't wait to see what they do with it. Um, sh- should we move on to the, the meat and potatoes, Imran? Um, sure. But first, I got a podcast promo that's kind of related. The Fantastic Arts is your guide to the Fantastic Four from the beginning of the Marvel Age of Comics in 1961 onwards. Each week, Steve Lacey and Andy Leyland cover every issue, spin-off, guest appearance and cameo, and more. And in 2015, we begin our journey through the decade that taste forgot, the 1970s. Join us as we take a look at... The departure of Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. The Kree Scroll War. The arrival of Marvel Team-Up. Bill Murray as the Human Torch. Creators including Roy Thomas, George Perez, Marv Wolfman, Jerry Conway... Rich Buckler and John Byrne. And of course, Marvel 2 in 1. All this and more at ffcast.libsyn.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. The Fantastic Cast. Insert catchy tagline here. Wait, what? Dark and I'll tell you right now that podcast is better than this fucking movie. <laughs> I would I would go listen to that. That sounds great. You're breaking the format already. <laughs> um, so obviously this is the main topic of the show, Fantastic Four spoiler cast. It is a full spoiler podcast, so we're gonna spoil the shit out of this. Should we even do a quick synopsis, Imran, or should we just get right into? I this? feel like because no one's seen, the, no, no one is going to watch this movie, so it might behoove us to take them uh, through the plot real quick. But I, I can do it. Okay, yeah, let Rock Boy do it because we're just going to get sidetracked as you uh, talk about the plot. I'll tell you that. I'll try and keep it really, really short. All right. Okay. Okay. There's a nerdy bastard, and he has an idea that he wants to create a. Tiny, uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, a transporter, matter transporter, Tra- matter transporter. He and he's in like what, like uh, fifth grade or something. Yeah, he's a little boy. He's like, yeah, he's like twelve. Yeah, and so the teacher's like, no, fuck you. And so <laughs> the teacher, so, by the way, is Homer Simpson. Yeah, the guy, who, the guy who does Dan the voice. And then, and then uh, he, uh, this this other guy, which is Ben Grimm, another like tough kid in the class. Um, they show him in his house at a junkyard, and then there's a meet cute where uh, young Reed Richards and Ben Grimm meet at the junkyard where he's trying to get a, a part for his his device. Yep. And then basically it skips over to them being like in high school where uh, Professor Storm or Doctor Storm, Doctor Storm and Susan and Susan come and they're all you know they're all like 18 years old and he like recruits them to build a real version at their thing. Yep. Like a 
fully funded Baxter Foundation for nerds. It's like a school for nerds. Now, their machine works. They can send shit, but they don't know how to bring it back. Yeah. Which is what he can do. So they need Reed to freaking complete the puzzle. Anyhow, uh, they have to get Victor Von Doom to help, too, because, you know, he's the other. This is also his invention, too. They just they both thought of it, but they both were unable to make it work, I guess. Victor Von Doom couldn't make this thing work, and Reed couldn't make this thing work because he didn't have the funding. So but they all together. have to get together and work together. So they first they hate each other, then they get along, and then they finally fucking build the thing. Then they come and say, hey, you can't use this shit because uh, we're going to have like uh, NASA and all these other people test the machine out. So Reed Richards wants fame. Victor Von Doom wants fame. And, they, and I think Victor d- talks him into like... Well, they're all drunk. They all yeah, get they're drunk. All drunk and they're like, hey, let's fucking just go. Will you turn this shit on right yeah. now? Let's go. Let's to the, take it for a spin. Let's go to the place. Oh, when they when they transfer matter, it goes to like a. they found like a uh, another parallel universe. It's called Planet Zero. Yeah. Planet so Zero. basically the, the, the machine never really works like the way that they want it to. It just opens up this portal. So basically they're like, hey, let's see what's in this portal. So they go because they want to like be the first ones to do it, regardless of the NASA people. So they get in there and then they being there's only four capsules, people. OK, who goes in? Who goes in the cap? Uh, the four capsules hold Reed, uh, Johnny Storm, Ben Grimm and Victor Von Doom. Uh, there's somebody there's missing. Someone missing. There's, there's someone some... missing. And we, we will discuss that point. Later yeah. Too. Uh, OK, so they go there. They uh, the doors open. They go exploring. They find some green goo. Victor, like an idiot, shoves his hand in there. The green goo gets mad. The planet starts breaking up. They're running back to the capsule. Of course, Victor doesn't make it, falls back in. They barely make it back. The doors can't close. And as they make it back, everyone, boom, gets powers on return. Yeah. Right. Including, Including Sue, Sue Storm. who's in the room there. Yeah, she's in the room, and she gets the residual like energy feedback in there. Okay, fine, so great. She- yes. They all get powers, and it's kind of horrific. Then what happens, Rock Boy? A, oh, then okay, this is then this is what happens. Then like uh, some asshole at Fox shows up and goes, "Listen, we need to get to the powers already." This is the exact moment where you could see the studio goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What the fuck are you doing over here? Where's all the superhero shit? Come on, with the fucking make with yeah, the what's power." What's a science fiction like movie like The Fly and shit? Like make with the toys, and then we got to make several of these. Come on. So they cut to like one year later, where everybody. Has, is using their powers. Boo, yes. They're all working for the military. And Reed Richards has somehow run away. Yes. Because he doesn't want anything to do with this shit. So he pretty much abandons his buddies who have all gone through a horrific experience. Yeah, which is not what he would do in yeah. the real comics. No. And then uh, he comes back. They no, f- they, they recruit him back. Yeah. They, they find him. him. back Because they need to build this machine again to, to go back to them? Planet Zero. Well, to help fix the, pl- the machine to go back to planet zero because they want to study the planet and get more energy and shit because the the weapons have been so successful by using like the thing as a human weapon and then they want to undo and... their powers no they don't oh they didn't want to undo their powers okay. they, they, reed thinks that they want to do that but um they go there and doom is just crazy and they, they fi- yeah back. they find reed they go back and doom walks up and doom walks up plays dead acts crazy kills a bunch of people and kills uh franklin storm right yeah Yep, and then Rugboy, you want to close it out? What else happens then? Then, uh, after everybody is dead and the portal is closed and shit, and uh, 
they all decide to like work for the army and be like uh like like secret weapons or something well right. and then the, the whole big they, ch- they chase after doom and- the big action scene is doom's trying to suck earth into the other dimension oh, and they okay. stop him in the most right. lamest climactic no fucking- no no bias yet Just okay sorry the- they <laughs> doom is trying to suck our planet into the thing for some uh, no reason and uh they fight him and they stop him and he gets, uh, you know, blasted into the thing. And they come back and they're like, hey, what should we call ourselves? And uh, he says something about fantastic and then it just kind of ends there. Perfect. All right. So that's where it ends. <laughs> you don't need to see the movie, folks. Now you don't you need to see the movie. Here's and, why. And let's, here's why. Okay. Well, let's, you wanted to, Imran, do you want to talk about how Josh Trank got the gig or should we t- save that for later for ramifications? No, no. We'll save that for – Here's. let's just start at the beginning. Honestly, okay, what is good? What is good? Okay, let's, let's, let's do that. Good? The beginning, we're not going to say many good things. So the what, beginning what is, of this movie up until they get their powers is actually kind of a concise tone. It's consistent. It's actually, it's actually really was fun to watch that part. Yes. There yes. was wonder for a, a brief fleeting moment. I was in wonder going, oh, man. Like it was it had the feeling of an awesome sci-fi body horror Movie, yes. which is what Josh Trank was saying all along that he wanted to do with this. I felt like it was going to be like The Fly. Yes. Yes. Or I like remember Scanners I, I or saw it with a buddy. I didn't drag him. He wanted to see it on his own. And I learned – I literally turned to him and I go, this movie is pretty good so far. <laughs> yeah. The casting is good. I mean everyone's likable. There's a lot of layers to each of the characters. Like you could see Reed becoming this old like – scientist read yeah. like you could see him evolving that you could see doom's character evolving into this megalomaniac this is the only time. time of the movie we get any character development and mostly it's like reed like you you get to know reed, well, reed. A, a little bit more than everyone else reed and but then you also, really don't know anything about reed other than he wants yeah. to make an invention no you don't right. what do you really know no, about him? No, nothing you don't he's just a smart kid we who's know a, that sue storm likes to listen to music right and he likes fucking jules verne but like no and like why did he think no one's heard of 50,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Jules Verne? No, we're, we're getting into bashing stuff. Oh, stop. right, right. We're supposed to stay with the good shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. Okay, good shit. Good shit. Um, yeah, so at least consistent tone you get to feel for these characters. For the first half. First half. Yeah. For not e- yeah, not even the first half. <laughs> I think I like the cast except for uh, Ben Grimm. The cast okay. is okay, but yeah. I like the cast. Yeah, I the cast is that. good. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, I think, was the standout a little bit. Really, I would go. I would say Toby Kebbell was really good up until a certain point. He was good, really underused, I think. But good, Um, good casting, and the guy who played Reed is good, right? And then I would say so. Those parts are good. The part where they get their powers, you kind of care for these characters. So it is in that horror aspect where like Reed is stretched out and uh, the thing keeps crying for help. You kind of do feel bad. Yeah, and and seeing uh, Johnny horror. Yeah, seeing Johnny just like in agony and and flames. Like it was, it was a weird, scary tone for like a split second where you're like, "Holy shit! Look at this uh, horror, horrible thing!" Right. I would say, and then my my last thing that I liked, I don't have anything else after this, <laughs> is that scene where Von Doom has is in is like walking down the hallway and he's exploding heads. Yeah, that was like very like powerful. Dude, like, that's violent as shit. Very violent. Too, for yeah, a PG thirteen movie. Josh is like a total Akira like yeah. addict, and yeah. Chronicle also like rips a lot of stuff off of Akira, uh, and that's another one of those Akira. Oh yeah, moments. the heads exploding. Yeah, yeah. Which do yeah. we have any more good Rug Boy or Imran? 
I mean, Dan Castellaneta is in it, and he's uh, Homer Simpson. <laughs> That's about all. I, I'll say. say this, okay? There was, you can see a glimmer of a good movie in here. Somewhere, yes, at one point. You can see that there was an idea there that, for some reason, didn't, you know, get to come to fruition. You know what I mean? Right. It was something that was completely fucked up by the studio. So I got to... It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. I feel like there's a lot missing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I want to know. I want to give it the fair shake and see the the full cut. But even if I after I see the full cut, it's still not going to be better than a lot of other movies. Right. But um, because of the things that we could sit there and, and nitpick, but which we uh, will. Yeah. But <laughs> so I like, yeah, I mean that. Yeah, you're right. The I think, I think were that's okay. A- you know, they were they were they were spotty in parts, but for the most part, it looked like quality. You know? Oh yeah. What about? I thought the special effects actually were really they were good on Storm, and I like the thing. He looked horrific. Wait, wait, yeah, and even storm? the Invisible Girls. I mean, the f- cool. f- uh, uh, Firestorm. Fire. You mean uh, Human Torch? Human Torch. Human Fireman. <laughs> I I thought uh, I thought his special effects were 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 good, and like I said, I, I like the thing too. Yeah, I thought he looked horrific, and he looked like a rock monster, which is what you want him to look like. They, they yeah, did but I was disappointed. In the thing because he had no uh, no pants on and there was no cockaball. Yeah, there was just kind of like <laughs> there was like a big rocky bulge. It, it was no, I, I know, there was no bulge. It was just like he was he it, became a woman. It, it, yeah, <laughs> he became a fucking action figure. The it thing like, is, you no, can't right, you can't help uh, not look either because you're like, wait a minute, he's not wearing we're pants. Are, we're already jumping into the bad. <laughs> so I will just say this is now the bad. Uh, okay, uh, let's get into the shitty stuff. Nerd. I like as oh, to Rugboy's point, you can see the potential on this movie. Yeah. But then all of like this movie is such it's so weird to me because this is literally a movie where you can see the goddamn wheels fall off. Yeah. Like this movie elicited such a response for me afterward. I was just like I was gobsmacked. I think that's the right term. That's the only way I could describe it. I was like, what did I like? Like you said, you could literally when they cut out the best part of a fucking origin superhero movie. Did you ever see um, that movie? I'm going to get you, sucker. Oh, yeah. All right, you remember when the guy goes home with the with the hot girl and then she keeps taking off stuff like her tits are fake yeah. and hair is fake <laughs> and then her legs are fake? Yeah. Like that's what this movie is. Yes. You're going to get laid by a hot girl and then all the shit starts coming off. I mean it falls apart like the Green Lantern movie does. Like, the, like the, you know, the best part of a, a origin movie is you want to see them learn their powers and train and fumble. In this movie they get their powers and it goes cut one year later. Oh, fuck right. off with your one year later. You skipped over the best part. Right. Exactly. No, it's weird how the movie gets – you get powers and also the movie goes to shit. That's usually – like every superhero film, you're waiting for that character to get his powers and it turns awesome. This movie, it yes. turns complete shit. See, this is how I would uh, – Of, it doesn't bother me that much that they cut to one year later. Okay. But what bothers me even worse is that – how the characters totally don't act like themselves. Like Reed yes. Richards running running away. Yeah. Uh Ben Grimm not even being he has absolutely he barely, no he's barely- yeah, he has no dialogue in the whole fucking so movie. The, yeah. No personality, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Zero. Nothing. It's literally something I've written down. He has zero personality. And 
The only reason he's even in the ship is because they were like, this is the boys club. We got to kick Sue Storm out of this ship so that he can get in the ship yeah. and get his powers. They also get their powers at the same time. Well, yeah. That, I mean, like a fifth pod in there. Like, what the fuck was that about? How, how hard would it be to put five? Well, first of all, that whole thing with Von Doom going with them, like they did it in the last movie. It's heavily, all this is heavily based off Ultimate uh, Fantastic Four, but I don't. I don't. I never liked it that they all knew each other. Look, I. It doesn't bother me that they even knew each other. This is what I would do. This is the. This is the rug boy version. Okay, I would say the movie is fine up until they get into the pods. All right. Okay. All five of them should have gotten into the pods. Yes. Right. All right. They all should have come back, or maybe they. Maybe Von Doom gets stranded out there. They all decide to go back to get Von Doom. That's what I thought was going to happen. All right? But when they go back, he's already burnt up and he's dead and they, they take him back. And then, you know, um, he ru- Von Doom escapes. And yes. then then Von Doom creates the armor. It doesn't get grafted onto him like they do. I hate that they yeah. grafted onto yeah. him. I want him to be a, I want him to be like a burnt up dude. Yeah. Inside of armor. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. And maybe like he gets some kind of a power that allows him to do something like maybe he can like interact with, uh, with energy and shit and he could hack like, uh, billions of dollars. And that's how he gets Lataveria or something like right. that. And then he creates the suit and then they have to stop him because they realize they, they fucked up. What's what's, what they critically missed on Doom's character is he wears that mask because he's such a narcissist that he hates to look at his face and see any scars. Yeah, it, it's not supposed to be grafted on like that. And the fact that they go to this other planet because they got drunk <laughs> is, is pretty ridiculous. And then you're trying; they keep trying to play this argument up of them against the government, and that the government is holding them back. Well, fucking right, they're holding you back. You guys got drunk and went in some highly expensive tech to another planet. You <laughs> fucked everything up. You yeah, got drunk. <laughs> Oh, my God. It just doesn't make sense to me. No, a lot of this movie didn't make sense. It did feel like there's huge chunks missing. Uh, Can we talk about Von Doom? Did you see that one shot? Like, they cut to the shot of his screens, and he literally, he has, like, a Let's Play video video game up. Like, the guy is, like, a Let's Player. Like, just just the wrong characterization. Uh, And then... His look, uh, this article by A Place to Hang Your Cape, this guy has a really good line, and I'm going to dirty it up a little. He says, he looks like a crash test dummy fucked a light bright, which I think is pretty, yeah, a- it's pretty accurate. Doom looked like garbage. He looked better in, in, in uh, the, the second one, the yeah. second Fantastic Four movie. He looked actually pretty legit in that. I mean, yeah. at least they tried to make the thing where you don't see his mouth move because it's a mask, but... First of all, he shows up after a year on that fucking planet with a, a shroud, with a, a hoodie, right? Where the yeah. fuck is he finding fabric on this planet? <laughs> Did he go to the fucking Salvation Army and Planet Zero? Like, where well, are you getting cloth, dude? How about they never that even explain what that energy was and no, why he does that. It was no, like well, green This is goo. how they explained it. This is how they explained it. He goes up to the energy and it's green. He, goes, like, he puts his hand over it yeah. and he goes, it's alive. Yeah, what the fuck is it's that? Alive. What does that mean? Dude, it's the, alive. the dialogue in the second half of the movie was so bad, dude. So it, was, bad. it was non-dialogue. How was, about, okay, Reed is gone for a year. First off, like Rugboy said, that is so stupid. I hated Reed being gone for a year. He would never abandon his family like that. Second, he's a gone for a year. He gets back. The first time he sees Johnny Storm, Michael B. Jordan, yeah. Michael B. Jordan's just like, 
hey, good to see you, He's man. He's like, hey, welcome back. Like, nobody, <laughs> nobody's pissed at him no for one, abandoning no him? What do you think about him changing? So at one point when he's gone, he, he's still collecting items to build a thing, and he changes his face with his elasticity powers, which... Well, because Reed's powers are, so, are the lamest powers in all of Marvel Universe. Uh, so there's no way to make that cool <laughs> on the screen. Like so they had yeah. to give him something like he could change his face. And even like as, as good as the special effects on uh, the thing and Human Torch was, his stretching effects was not that not good. good. Not good. No, it looked like a no, bad... That power uh, always sucks. Yeah, but I mean, power. he used it cool in this movie, but... There was a part where Reed and him were fighting, and then and then the thing headbutts him. Yeah, and he knocks him out. out. Yeah, like that's not how it would go down. <laughs> like every time that the thing has ever fought Mister Fantastic, he gets wrapped up yeah. and then and gets and gets like uh, and tired like out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reed just like I was waiting for him to wrap himself around. So do something fucking useful. Come on, it's been a year. What have you been doing? Uh, speaking of powers, fucking the Invisible Girl. All she does is float around in a goddamn bubble the whole time. She does nothing. I don't think we. Yeah. She goes invisible initially because she can't control it, but we never see her do anything cool with her powers. See, that's the thing. You watch the old Fantastic Four movies and you see Jessica Alba's bad acting and whatever. And you're like, ah, oh, anybody could be better. And this girl was actually a good actress. Yeah, Kate Mara is a role. great actress. All right. But, you know, it's they, they completely – that's what makes it worse. Did you notice All the right? wigs, Rug Boy? Yeah, her hair was like all over the place. I did yeah. not notice. I, noticed, I, I, I brought it up to yeah. you, but I noticed it in the movie, and I was like, her hair is dirty blonde, and then it got really blonde <laughs> later. Well, and then it went back to being dirty blonde. But here, there's another point on Sue Storm. Why the fuck are Sue Storm and Franklin Storm trolling a high school science? Fan? Yeah, that they came out of nowhere. First of all, literally like out of nowhere, looking for somebody. They literally, you don't explain. Like we said, there's huge parts I feel missing. They come out of nowhere. Why are they trolling high school science fairs to fucking help them build this huge thing that they need? Yeah. And why is it like a mixed class? Like the guy was next to like a, a six, an eight year old. Yeah, what seven, the fuck kind of yeah. science fair is thing. this? If this movie was good, these plot holes would be kind of forgivable. But since this movie's so bad, or pretty bad, that we the, all these plot holes get further magnified. It's hey, just, Imran. Uh, yeah. You said that you listened to like all the Fat Man on Batman yes. stuff where they were talking about yes. it. Like, uh, you know. Like, were they hyping this movie up? What was okay, going on? So yeah. here's the, here's the deal. I've been thinking about this. Uh, there, so far, uh, Kevin Smith has done three-part interviews talking with Josh Trank, and uh, he does a podcast called Fat Man and Batman. And if you haven't listened to Kevin Smith or don't know him, he's worse than I am in the sense that he fucking loves everything. But, you know, he works in the industry. He can't right. really – he kind of has to. So – during these three interviews, Josh Trank has been talking about his past, how he got into uh, – and we'll talk about it a little bit later because some of it's really interesting – how he got into filmmaking. And, and the third one goes up to him like making Fantastic Four. In none of these interviews has there been any hint of any of this controversy or these behind-the-scenes stories that anything was wrong, that he was up against any creative uh, fights, that this movie was going to pro- be a problem. He does not allude to it now – there, this is going to be interesting because there's one more part left. And I don't think Kevin Smith gang runs these recordings. Like literally he's recording it four separate times, I think. I am so curious to see what Kevin Smith is going to say about this because it's going to be really hard to – while Trank is there – the movie's out. I, I, what, I, what I really want to happen is that interview starts and Smith just goes, Trank, buddy, dude. What happened? Like, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to even talk about this shit. No. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, he's already burnt a lot of bridges with that tweet that he sent out yes. about how his hands were tied yes. and it's a bigger cut of the movie. Yes. That, yeah, I mean, we'll get into that with some of the ramifications, but that's a great point. He, I don't see how uh, Kevin Smith can remain credible and defend this movie. Exactly. And part of the reason, another reason why I wanted to see it was because of these interviews. Like, I. Yeah, you're the one that was like, these interviews have made me really interested. Because you get to know Trank and, and you're like, okay, he's got a vision. Let's see what he does with this. But. Do you believe that this is a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes? Do you like think that that's credible? I would I wouldn't give it that low. No, I don't I don't know if that's fair. I think a lot of it is backlash from the all the extemporaneous shit yeah, around this it. It's all knee jerk. Yeah, as usual. You know, whatever. I mean like I was just as upset I was watching, you know, other things like when I came out of uh, Man of Steel, I was fucking pissed off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll say I mean I don't know if it's a 10%er, but um oh, there's a dog. What are you doing, Rugby? Is it that time? Is it that time? Get out of here. That's my stuff. Oh, my God. He just took a bag of my shit. Rugby, you need that stuff. Dude, he's getting his boys. They're coming after me. I'm going to have to send you more sandwiches. Just throw up the sandwiches. I'll send you more. Oh, my God. I got to go shut. I think I left the door open. Oh, boy. Go close the gate. Because there's no air conditioning in here. Oh, I'm sweating my balls off. All right, let me shut the door. Okay. Okay. The reason I, I mean, I would rate the movie low because I was just very disappointed. I saw a lot of potential, and then you saw it's literally a good film and a bad film. Really bad the, film. The movie yeah, itself is a Frankenstein monster of yes. a patchwork, like the thing. You know? Uh, but and speaking of like all the controversy about casting a black human torch adoptive Sue for all that controversy, they fucking blew it by like literally writing them as stereotypes of a black punk character and a smart white girl nerd character. Another thing that I didn't understand was this movie set in the 80s. I don't think so. Because the cars that he was driving, all the cars were like, remember, he was driving like a fucking, uh, Toyota fucking MR2. They don't even make those things. Anymore. Oh, it wasn't a Daewoo? How you like my Daewoo? Well, didn't they say he built his own car? Yeah, he built all that like shit. He, he can't it. afford it. So he like, it was like a Frankenstein car. And then Franklin was like, oh. But you no, but then they raced like, money. they raced like these old Hondas that don't exist anymore. Oh, that's really? weird. Yeah. That's weird. That. There was like, that That also caught me. I'm like, is this a fucking period piece? Yeah. Yeah. No, I <laughs> It's not I, they they net like that makes no fucking sense. It's so inconsistent. Like why is he racing? Like you would not race that car if you were net like you, the parts for it would be impossible. It's funny too that it they like cast eighty four car. It's like why would you fucking even bother trying to fix that? They casted all these guys like Kate Mara is like thirty thirty two, uh, Miles Teller's like twenty eight, and they're all trying to play aged down characters. Dude, ben Grimm looked old though. He didn't look like a high school kid. None of them looked high school. I mean, Miles Teller is a little more like boyish looking, but Jamie Bell, I thought he had a lot. Kate Mara come off to you as an 18 year old? No. (laughs) No. We got to see the Baxter building for what that's worth. I don't know. Did you watch the Tim Story ones? Yes. Did you like them? Uh, They were a little too. I mean, the second one was was rated PG. They were just a little too. Uh, tongue-in-cheek kitty. But at least it's a consistent campy tone. Like, they just went for it. I feel like that they captured more of the comic. Yeah. I like the second one because we got to see fucking Silver Surfer on screen. I don't care how shitty it was. To Rug Boy's point, Fantastic Four has always been kind of a goofy family sort of thing. Well, it's obsolete because the whole entire idea was usurped by X-Men. 
Yeah. Like the whole idea of a family of a people that, that they have their own problems with each other, but then they got to go and save the world. Then the X-Men became that, you know, thing right. extended then, family. Yeah. The Justice League and the Avengers, they all usurped that idea. The, the irony is that the fantastic four is the property that launched Marvel comics. They, these right. guys were doing groundbreaking things in the early sixties. You, you were the answer to the Justice League, the Marvel. Stan Lee and Jack Kirby were doing groundbreaking, paving the way. They drew shit. Nobody had seen story, fantastic, crazy storylines. Like, this is what made Marvel huge. And it's so sad what we have to sit through. But it's the times are different. I think it's hard to sell that. Like, if you're going to do a movie like that, I saw another great article. What they said was uh, uh, a way to save it is make it a Netflix show. Set it in the 60s and embrace the Jack Kirby. Go full Jack Kirby yeah. 60s. Like, I would I watch that. that. I think that that uh, there's no really way, uh, really good way to do Fantastic Four. I mean, uh, Mark Millar did a run on Fantastic Four to try and update them. And that's the closest uh, I, I would say that it that ever came to being, like, modern. Mm-hmm. So if you ever catch that run... That's from uh, like about four or five years ago. Yeah, that's one of uh, the better runs, I think, of Fantastic Four. Before we get into ramifications, we'll just wrap up some final thoughts on what was bad. Wait, let me ask uh, you guys this. Oh, what do you ahead. think if the original, that tone of that first movie, now, okay. had they not interfered, had Josh Trank got to make that movie, I still feel like at the end that tone would have missed it too. Like, because this Probably. movie had, this movie has nothing for the hardcore fan for a casual comic book fan. It has nothing for a moviegoer. None of the, the jokes best, landed. There's the best fantastic four movie was the Incredibles. The, the yeah. Incredibles is yep. the, is the perfect fantastic four movie. I think it would have been a solid film, a solid sci-fi film. Yeah. It wouldn't have been. Yeah. Hero, it wouldn't have been a good fantastic four film. Yeah. It's almost it like he solid horror sci-fi film. It's, he had, yeah. It was you know. just a matter of perspective. Like, you could take that sense of wonder and whimsy, all right, and turn it into horror because it is a horrible thing that happens. Yeah. They go out on this mission and they all fucking get fucked up. Yeah. And then, but how do you turn that into a superhero movie? That's the question. It's a code it that hasn't been cracked. I mean, they've tried to do that before. I feel like Darkman is a, a good example of a horror sci-fi superhero movie. Yeah, but that's a campy as fuck. But movie. that is camp. And that is the tone it decided to stick with. Uh, this movie just needed to stick with a tone, any tone. Well, the, the tone, they, I mean, they definitely didn't cap. There was none of the thing in Human Torch, that banter that you're, you're used to from the comics and from the movies where they, they have a friendly rivalry. Yeah. And there was also a very dark undertone to when Thing says it's clobbering time. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. What would you think about that, Rug Boy? Oh, that his brother used to beat him up and say he's clobbering time? Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's and then the up. mother's like, don't beat him up in the house. <laughs> I think <laughs> that was the line. I don't want him like, to bleed over my tchotchkes. Take him outside. Yeah. Get <laughs> him up in the yard. And so, you know, Ben Grimm, uh, that's how he exercises his demons, by yelling the same shitty traumatic line that he had to him. Instead of it being a really cheesy line that the thing comes up with, it's this dark tone that's like, oh, that's uncomfortable. It's too dark. I think I think that whole initial idea is kind of a miscue to make Fantastic Four dark. Uh, no, it's, I don't have a problem with making it dark. No? It has something that's dark and still be funny. Dark comedies. Yeah. There are a million of them. Yeah. Like, I like the serious approach to it, like, because it is a, it is a pretty horrible thing that, you know, they, they're creating their... 
the enrich, original stories, they go out in the space, right? Yeah, yeah. So they go out in the space. Yeah. They they just are they're just changing everything too much. Yeah. Right. So you can't the essence of what Fantastic Four is keeps getting phased out. Yep. So I mean, even to the point now they change the character character's race, the relationships are all different. None of these things are the same as the comics. You gotta have some of the stuff that made it cool yeah. that people uh that people responded to in the beginning for people to still respond to it. Right. You know, you can't keep changing fundamental things about Dr. Doom and how, you know, the, this whole thing, I, I want this trend, and I've said this before like 20 million times, is that they got to stop making everything related. Like, Dr. Doom could be a guy all by himself somewhere yeah. that comes up with his own shit. Uh, yeah, I agree. That has nothing to do with anybody else. Why does everything have to be tied in with the main? It's I, I, I hate this shit. This is the shit that they teach in script writing class, and they got to fucking stop doing it. Yeah. I, and I like I, her fucking it, her little Easter egg where she's like, Dr. Doom over here. I was like, oh, really? Blech. Yeah. You're going to do that? <laughs> uh, listener, well, if you he was do- originally supposed to be Victor Domashev. Uh, well, and, at least they yeah. called him Von Doom. But right. it, it still it sounds silly that a guy would actually have that name a little bit. Yeah. Even if they were spelled different. Yeah. With like an E at the end. A, a Dume. It's pronounced Dume. <laughs> yes. Victor Von Dummy. Imran, you had something to say to the listener? I was going to say, if you like this version of uh, these movies, check out the Ultimate Fantastic Four run, because this is pretty much exactly how uh, the Ultimate story goes, but that's a lot better. Sort of. It's a Mr. Fantastic becomes the maker, and he becomes really, like, psychopathic. Yeah, but he, I mean, they're young. I didn't read it. How was that? How did that go? The same way? I mean, he's he's well, young. Out when they're with them all being young, yeah, yeah. And him and Reed are friends. I mean, him and Ben are friends when they're little. And and uh, Doom does go with them in the thing and have the accident. So a lot of those uh, threads are the same from Ultimate. Should we? Um, this, do we have any this, final thoughts? This movie on the didn't band? even have any fucking good Easter eggs. Like it had nothing. No. Like they no. briefly teased like he was working on a car, a flying car, when he was a kid, yep. and yeah. like. Uh, they had the, a couple, but nothing, nothing really all that big. They couldn't I mean, use very, the words negative zone. Yeah, they didn't have that. The like this Baxter movie, Institute. This movie really had nothing. It was completely devoid of anything. Central City, them at the end going to calling their base Central City is a, a thing. That was about it. Nothing really. Oh, that's lame. So, any final thoughts on how, on this movie before we go into what it, what this means and the ramifications of it? I think I would like to see the extended version just to punish myself. <laughs> um, no, I just want to see what Josh Trank's original vision would be. I always think it's a better idea that the studio people keep their hands off of uh, a director's, I you know, vision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see what it is. Uh, did I hate this movie? No. And the reason why I didn't hate it is because it was maybe really short and I, it, yeah. it didn't drag enough to where I was like, motherfucker, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Even though it needed more time. Yeah. <laughs> if it was like maybe 20 minutes longer, I probably would be like throwing shit at the screen, but including my feces. Um, <laughs> but, uh, oh, shit. Exactly. It wasn't long enough to merit that kind of, it wasn't that agonizing. But um, I think it does not deserve a 10%. I would say maybe a 40% or maybe a 30%. I think it's one of those, some people will go in and like it. I, I could totally see a kid who doesn't know anything about Fantastic Four going in, in there and liking it. 
If somebody say not, there's not enough action, maybe. Listen, if you're listening to this and you want to defend this movie, send us an email, show at jockadare.com. We'll gladly have you on the show because uh, I would love to hear the argument. I'll but just as say a fantastic that, four movie, it does fail. I'll just say this. I mean, the movie ends with a really lame battle with Doom, and it's just that's just the epitome of it. The whole thing was wow. just, yeah. I just it just it started off really good and then just kind of petered out. It was like a wick just burning right out, and that was it. There's nothing. There's nothing. I mean, the there's nothing. Movie is bad. There's nothing. Why do you think they went with this cut? Like, what do you, I mean? And if they had more, why didn't they use? Like, why would they do it like this? I heard Trank was, and we can. This can be kind of bleed into ramifications. I heard Trank was a a real cock on set, and by the time they were so fully invested in it that, and they realized that he was just sucking and not listening, then and couldn't work with people they someone else had to take over and you get this frankenstein monster yeah and yeah but let's uh let's just get into the next part yeah i'm gonna play something play something I mean, this the, this movie property has a crazy history itself which I think is part of the reason this movie ended up the way it did. Like there's that whole thing where they have to make a movie, I think, every seven years to hold on to the rights to the movie. Yep. So case in point, the 1994 Roger Corman film, which incidentally, uh, I think it's online for free somewhere. But I'll put a link oh, to the – that's terrible. Yeah. I'll put a link to the trailer in there. And they, so they didn't even release that. But it was necessary to make so they could hold on to the rights. So then, uh, you know, jump forward to the uh, 2000 whatever movies – Fantastic Four and uh, the Silver Surfer, and at least that one, it it made a ton of money for them, despite how right. shitty it was. And it was something that parents can throw on for their kids, and it's like babysitting material, you know. And even the sequel, as bad as it was, you know, the people will still watch it. Now, I feel like they were running that statute of limitations on the rights were running they out. Were. No, they definitely were. They scrambled. They found this guy Trank, uh, thinking that hey, here's a new guy we he's gonna love his high profile job but then mistakenly think that we can control him and get him to do what he wants so that one year later mark to me is the exact point where the studio comes in and and reshoots everything apparently the rumor was that uh they told him after the fact that your dude your movie had the second half has been completely changed and he didn't even see it there was reshoots upon reshoots which where the wigs come in and uh, the other rumor I read is Simon Kinberg, the producer. Yeah. He literally – the pro- wrote, part wrote it too. So the, the producer and the co-writer literally had to come back, reshoot the second half of the movie uh, without Trank. And he's also the producer on the Star Wars spinoff movie that Trank was attached to that lost a job possibly, of course, because of this and the way how he acted. So – I feel it's a combination of Trank being thrown into a giant pool without any experience of how to deal with the budget and a giant production and the studio trying to make him do one thing. And he clearly had a vision for another thing. And it's just the fucking everything just went to shit. Do you think that that was a stupid idea for him to do that? Like he gets this big budget movie. All he has to do is play ball and he decides to be – to try and that, do, that's where I think is he an egotist like that's where I, yeah that's where I think he deserves some blame because yes we can say the studio meddled in your film but dude you signed up for this yeah. you should know how to play ball with the studio Marvel 
their their producers meddle in their st- directors' films all the time, and you never see a crappy film come out. Now like this. Edgar Wright did what Trank should have done. The professional move left. is two. There's two things. There's two ways that professionally you want to do. You step down, or you just go along with the plan and you make your shit up on the next one because now you got the cred. Tr- I mean, there's rumors of Trank getting drunk. Yeah, apparently he was high and drunk on set all the time, destroying things and just hard to work asshole. with. Listen, yeah. they shot this. He said they shot this movie in 72 days. Now that's a lot of time for a movie, but that's not a lot of time for like a huge superhero movie. 72 days is not a lot of time to get all this shit together. Where does this leave Trank? So, well, that's the first question. Where where's his career going? Because he's obviously there's a lot of rumors that he had the Star Wars spinoff, and this ruined. His yeah, game. no, he Did lost that because of this. Yes. Did you like Chronicle? Yes. It was an okay movie. Yes. It was likable. Yes. Um. So dark, I think. Right? Yeah, I think he has he has some talent, you know, and uh, he actually got Daniel, whatever that guy Dahan to actually be De- a good yeah. actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because uh, he sucked in the Spider-Man movie, but, um, <laughs> but that movie got him the Spider-Man movie. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like uh, he shouldn't make these movies. He shouldn't be attached to properties. He should make his own fucking movies. Yeah, and he blew it because he took this job and he burned a lot of bridges. And now no one's gonna want to fucking make a movie. No one's gonna finance one of his movies anymore. I would think so yes. he he's done it. working with big studios and at least for a good point. He blew it. He right. blew it. Can you ever? Do you think of any other? person who's blundered this bad like that had potential fuck yeah, i mean there's a lot of directors out there that blew it but i mean this guy really fucked it up big well time. i mean you i mean he didn't fuck it up as bad but the guy simon was uh, mark webb had the spider-man stuff and he did 50 days of summer so he got a huge gig and he yeah but even the spider-man well. movies weren't this bad no yeah, no weren't. at least yeah i mean this i mean it's the, his inexperience unfortunately uh shows in this and I still think Mark Webb is a great director. I think, you know, Mark Steven Johnson, who did uh, Daredevil, yeah, the first one, yeah. he sucked big balls. He blew that movie. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, it looks like Fantastic Four 2 had a tentative date of I still June think they're, 9th, 2017. Yeah. Do, do we see this being uh, this holding true and there being a sequel? From what I read, they're still going to go ahead with the fucking sequel. Ah, man, I don't see that happening. Rugboy, what do you what do you think? You think the actors are going to come back for that shit? <laughs> I feel well, so they bad have contracts, them. but I just don't. I mean, this movie's not. They're going to be sleepwalking through it. They're not yeah. even going to be giving a shit. I mean, with today's Wednesday, August twelfth, yeah. as of right now, today, uh, Fantastic Four has made thirty million. Yikes. that's pretty awful. They're they're yeah, second bad. right Yikes. now. The movie second up. behind Mission Impossible, which came out a week or two. Did you see that movie? Did you see Mission Impossible? No, is that good? It's Hurts fucking really amazing. You will fucking shit your pants while watching it. Wow, nice. You will have a boner and be shitting at the same time. Geek boner. Oh, that's I yeah. love that. I love when that happens. I love anything that elicits that response. Uh, it, it's not like all it is is like it, it's an action movie. You go in there. That's awesome. Fucking just nonstop action. There is just shit going on. There's a bike chase that's amazing. Like you can like I say what you will about Tom Cruise. He is fucking hanging on to the side of the plane. That's him. Yeah, he actually that. fucking is hanging on to the side of the plane. The man he does his own stunts. Crazy. I love is it that. the best movie I've ever seen? No, but it, I was entertained the whole fucking well, time. That's, see, that's all you want. And that's the problem with this movie. It's not the slightest now, bit entertaining. There is all no right. movie that's above doing stupid shit. And there is actually a really stupid part in that movie. But you. Oh. Crazy. Okay, okay. What, let, let me pose a question like this. What is more likely to happen next? 
Is it a sequel to Fantastic Four? A crossover between Fantastic Four and X-Men because they're both under Fox? Or Marvel gets the rights back? Oh, I say C. Marvel gets the rights back? Yeah, I mean that that is a, that is a good question. How can you save How do you this? Proceed? How do we proceed with this? I like that that Netflix idea I mentioned. I think you got to go a whole different path. Uh, and but do I, go ahead, Rugboy. Sorry. Is there anything that we can use as a, a precedent where Something, like all three movies or four movies that came out were underwhelming, and they're gonna and, and they're, each one is getting su- uh, successively worse, and it keeps going. Well, Dar- uh, Punisher had the shitty Dolph Lundgren film. Yeah, Punisher yeah, has been the, floundering. You could argue the Hulk has been Thomas floundering Jane. like that, kind of. Yeah, they had, Punisher had Thomas Jane, and then they had the one Warzone, and then Dolph Lundgren. It just kind of it just quietly. Well, that no, the Warzone one was I forgot. It was the guy from Thor, Ray Stevenson. Ray Stevenson, and that quietly faded to Marvel. Yeah. yeah. So that that, that is the now. precedent is now that these people, especially Fox, dude, they're fucking up all these superhero but properties. Fox. Fox is a little bigger than Lionsgate. I yeah. mean, their their egos are going to be a little more massive. No, I think they quietly let it slip back to Marvel, and Marvel makes a Netflix show. I mean, the, go- wow. the goddamn cartoon with the Herbie robot is better than this fucking movie. Yeah, I just don't think you can make Fantastic Four cool unless you're, like, really talented and you know what you're doing. Yeah, it's, it's a tough it's, one. It is it's a, a tough, tough one. Tough like, you either got to take it, like... The opposite end of the spectrum, like yeah. the Incredibles, yeah, and make it a cartoon, and yeah. make it fun and like 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 for little kids, yeah, you'll buy little that. kids will eat that shit up. But like as an adult, it's gonna be a rough. It's gonna be rough to try and make it a real movie with gravitas and all that shit. It's just I too- don't know how the rights work, but could you see them just being like? Because there was a lot of rumors before this that since it's a Fox property, that they could cross it over with X Men, and they did all you know introduce the alternate dimensions and X-Men has time travel. Do you think that would be cool? The last thing that X-Men needs is more characters. Yeah. I don't think they want any of this stink over on their crowded. X-Men side. Yeah. yeah they got it. Already crowded. Yeah. They got a good plan of, of over there. And like, and if anything, they're, they're never going to get rid of X-Men. It's like that. Speaking of like, X-Men, did you see that? <laughs> oh yeah. We talked about how apocalypse looks like. Shit. Ivan Ooze. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we talked. We talked about him looking like ooze. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, that's uh, not the final. It's final. crazy to me though that Fox's last film was like ninety-one percent Days of Future Past superhero film. Yeah, and then the next one that comes out is nine percent. I mean, it's just it's just this tr- thing crazy is a to disaster. Too bad movie. Too. Listen, I think a lot of this falls on Trank. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. He. Yeah. I guess you're right. I was blaming the studio and Trank, but ultimately, if you, you need to be professional, uh, if, even if you're thrown into this way above your head and you're fucking trying to barely float, you got to be professional. You got to get it done and not be, uh, you know, immature about it. Maybe. I mean, look, Fox. Do you think that they're that that they're that dumb enough to? They've seen all the Marvel movies that have been successful. Stick to the material, right? Yeah, you got. Uh, Iron Man, you got all the other fucking movies that Marvel makes. They stick to the material as much as they can. All right. Do they, do they think that letting somebody do a completely different take on the movie, was that their idea? You know, was that what they wanted? Or is that something that Josh Trank came up with and tried to sell them on? And then they decided to back out of it. I think they wanted to, they looked at the first two fantastic or the, the ones in the 2000s and they saw how campy they were and they were like, we got to come out with a reboot that is wildly different. How the hell do we do it wildly different? We come up with a horror sci-fi film. 
well, who can do horror sci-fi? Oh, maybe Trank. You know, we can, we, like Imran said, we can get this guy. We can kind of control him and have him do his vision, but still kind of oversee him. And it'll work out. It'll be something different. I mean, he, uh, but he didn't even like Chronicle is, you know, it's keep referred to as a found footage movie. Like that's all anybody knows. But the movie's dark, right? Uh, Yeah. There's a darker undertone. It's very dark. Yeah. The thing is, it's like you can do the material just from that dark view. You don't have to change everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, all right, you have them get their powers, the way you shoot it and the way it's, it's shot. That's how you make it scary. That's how you make it serious. It's all about the dialogue yeah. and how you shoot it. This you know? movie just had like forced fake teen angst. Like he just didn't give a shit about anyone. Yeah. And it's, and it, you know, uh, Rugboy, have you seen, do you know how Josh Trank got Chronicle? How he kind of got into filmmaking? Have you seen that yeah, video? I saw the like YouTube video where like people start fighting with lightsabers at a party. It's uh yeah, it's like uh it's like Leia's 22 22nd birthday or whatever and it looks just like a drunk party and then uh, he said so he talks about this in the Kevin Smith podcast. And it's kind of interesting. He basically goes, "Look, I just wanted to put lightsabers on people. I was having a lot of fun rotoscoping lightsabers. He came up with this idea. So the video is real quick, cut shots, found footage style of this party, lightsaber fight. One guy dies and then like a stormtrooper shows up and arrests him. Now, you've seen the video, right? There's some interesting facts. He had a total of six people in that whole movie as cast. That was just the same six people in different wigs. It seemed like a lot more people. And the video was actually kind of cool. So he talks about how he put it up. And I'll put a link in the show notes. You can watch it. And literally the next day, his email box was flooded. The fucking video had like 10,000 views and uh, like almost overnight. He's like, oh, shit. And then he uh, hooks up with this. He's his buddy, Max Landis, and they get they get to do Chronicle. <laughs> so it was uh, it's a good story. Well, you, you could see, though, that I mean, just from that background and I'm maybe I'm just speculating, but. You know, he doesn't. He didn't come up the traditional way. He comes so, from an editing background. Right. So with, maybe he, the way he came up, leads into him not working well with the big boys. You know, he's, he's used not, to doing everything. Like yeah. That. I mean, he's used to doing everything himself and having all the control. But he deserves some. Bl- I mean, I, the blame goes all around. I just don't Fox think he, knew. Yeah. Fox knew what they were getting to. Probably they knew that they were hiring a guy that didn't have a ton of experience. And the problem is, they could probably have gotten away with not releasing that movie if the time for the rights wasn't up against the coming up. You know, they right. they would not have released this. No, they rushed it. They, they I think did. they thought they're like two. They're like, oh shit, we need a Fantastic Four movie next year. We're gonna lose like how much money did they pour into this movie? Do you anybody know what the budget was? Like it's, not on, it's not on what? box office mojo. I I heard one hundred and twenty million. Oh wow, and that seems like a lot for that movie. And it's only is that right? That's that's pretty comparable to what Ant Man. Yeah, I think budget yeah. was, which I think was one thirty. Yeah, Ant Man was one thirty. So it's, if that, yeah, that's pretty comparable. And it's only made thirty million dollars, dude. It's you only. You really only need like $50 million to make a good movie. Yeah, yeah. If you know what you're doing. Most of the time that they spend the money on paying the actors. Yeah, salary, marketing. Director. Yeah. yeah, and marketing. Yeah. You really don't need that much. It's made 30 mil and then another 34 mil internationally. So right now it's at 64 mil. The rule of thumb with these movies is it needs to make back double. double. Yes, because the production budget doesn't, the, that budget doesn't include the marketing budget and all that stuff. And paying everybody and so on and so forth. And so, yeah, it, this movie is going to might lose the money. It might barely hit that maybe through DVD sales. But yeah, it's not going to do John Carter bad. 
No. That, that movie was like $100 million and then made no money. And I like that movie. You know what? That movie is entertaining. Uh, for a cable, watching that cable, it's it's, uh, it's fun. The uh, special effects are, are pretty Dude, good. I fucking thought it was awesome. John yeah. Carter, for reference, $250 million. Whoa, shit. Budget. Wow. Domestically made 73 Foreign, though, 211. So a total of 284 worldwide, but that's still not double. He barely, they barely made anything back. They, they barely lost money made on that even, movie. Jesus. That was supposed to be a huge franchise, too. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. Yeah, just but, remember we were talking about Frank Frazetta? Yeah. yeah. All the covers yeah. for those John Carter. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, it's, uh, and, but it was yeah. called, the book is called The Princess of Mars. And they they, they should have, they call it John Carter, which is a stupid idea. Yes. They should have called it Warlord of Mars. They should have called it something like that. That's a lot yeah, cooler name. Well, because I didn't, I don't know about John Carter. So when I saw previews for this, I was like, John Carter. What's, it just is sounds this a like movie some about dude. a president. Yeah, we should, do, <laughs> we should actually do a podcast about that because that's actually one of the seminal things that influenced Star Wars yeah. and all of these things that we love. Yeah, all of them that preceded everything. You know, that's wow. interesting because I've heard uh, about the influence of John Carter and I was not aware of this. So you know what yeah. I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do a little bit of research. I think that's a good Even idea. The word Jedak. Jedi. Oh, you know? it comes from John like, Carter. All, yeah, I mean, all of these things are related. Like all of this, these uh, the like Tatooine is supposed to be kind of like Mars. Ooh, you know, the same like you know. It just look if you can make the comparisons. There's a million articles online that you can read about this shit. But there you go. John Carter was actually a good movie. Yeah. that made no money. Yeah, it wasn't like a horrible movie. It was. It was. It wasn't like the best movie I've ever seen, but it was good. It was good enough. Yeah, to make money. You know, it was better than Man of Steel in a lot of ways. But um, see what the Rotten Tomatoes had it at. It was at fifty-one, so it was a, a decent, you know, hit or miss film for Rotten Tomatoes. I think people just, yeah, I think the title like didn't get the title. Oh yeah, the, the title, title hurt. That I totally movie. didn't know idea what the hell was going on. Yeah, and they needed a star. They needed a yeah, star to yeah, be there. Yeah. Like Taylor it, it, you know what? Is not it, a big name. Yeah, no, it is no, a fun not. sci-fi movie, like a very rich uh, uh, world. That they absolutely created. yeah. It was a little bit muddy on with the bag. Why are we we're talking about this a lot? <laughs> no, it's it was a little bit muddy, but we'll do our own John Carter uh, podcast. Yeah, we, we might have to do a John Carter analysis. Imran, you did some research on some comics. Fantastic. Yeah, thing. real quick. This is going to be easy. Uh, the comic book recommendations. If you want to read Fantastic Four, that's better than this movie. Just pick up anything that says Fantastic Four on the cover. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, that's all you need to know. No, for real. Listen, the original run, like I said, Stanley, Jack Kirby, uh, they had a really long run in the beginning, and it's some of the most amazing, groundbreaking work because literally you are watching them figure out comic books, superhero comic books, and the format issue by issue. They're you, they're you see them doing this on the page. They're figuring it out as they go along. In that run, there's like a couple of good. Runs, I think it's between um, 48 through 50. Yeah, issues 48, 49, 50, Introduction to Galactus, Silver Surfer. Basically, these guys were just doing amazing science fiction work for Marvel. And it, again, like we said, it launched the Marvel Age. Yeah. There's also Millar's run, right, that Rugboy mentioned. That's yeah. pretty good, supposedly. 
and uh, Hickman's run. Jonathan Hickman had yeah. as a huge run that actually led into like the, the this new Avengers incursion. Like right. he's weaved this incredible tapestry, dropping hints of storylines. What Hickman does with it is amazing. The Mark he Mc- writes uh, Dude Doom really well, and he writes yeah. Reed to make Reed more than just a swear. Like I love the character of Reed. He is amazing. Did you guys think originally it was weird that he was kind of an older dude dating a really young blonde in the sixties? Like that was a little creepy. Oh, reads in yeah. the comics? Yeah. Oh. Well, how old is Sue Storm in the original comics? She was like his teacher's assistant or something. Yeah, but I mean, like, okay, let's say like you're like a, a 35. Like, When do you go gray at? He has like white 30. hair. <laughs> yeah, but you go gray at like 33 or 34. You know, you know? what? But that could have been because of the gamma rays in the accident also. Yeah, it might have been. the. I think it had to do with the accident. <laughs> Did it? At least I don't in that, know. Because when I saw the first Fantastic Four, the one in the 2000s, he, he turns gray after the accident. Yeah, sideburns, but so. like even the even in reality, like you go gray at like in your thirties, you right. start going gray in your thirties. So like if you have a, a, a an assistant, you know she's got to be a college graduate, maybe even get uh, two more years out of that. So she's got to be twenty four, twenty five, a thirty ten year difference. Is yeah, not really I guess well, it's plausible. It's definitely very plausible. The Mark Millar run, uh, the couple of best issues are Fantastic Four five fifty four to five sixty nine, and also. Mark Wade did a run in the oh, early nice. 2000s. That was good. Uh, the Walt Simonson run in the late 80s, early 90s is all, also comes up as... Yeah, there's a lot of good Fantastic Four out Surprisingly. There. And I wasn't really a big... There's also a great John Byrne run in the 80s. Like, he was on it for the majority of the 80s. And yeah. John Byrne's just amazing. Because it's a fun book. Yeah. It's a fun book. It's yeah. A, it's, right. it's Sci-fi it's adventure. Well, it mixes well with Spider-Man. Yeah. Like yeah. Spider-Man has that fun feel, but it's got a little bit more weight to it because of uh, all of Peter's problems that usually whatever. But uh, Fantastic Four is a little bit lighter, but it's still really good. It's got family dynamics. It's got that drama. Yeah. And then like the recent runs, they have kids. There's, you know, Valeria Storm and uh, the boy Franklin. Franklin and uh, and actually in Amazing Spider-Man issue number one, 1962, Peter goes to visit the Fantastic Four because he wants a job. He goes right. there. He's like, hey, uh, I fight crime. You fight crime. I need, I need somebody. And they're like, uh, we're a nonprofit organization. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck this. I'm out of here in fucking jets. But, you know, he has a great relationship with uh, the Human Torch. So, you know, the characters I relate with are Human Torch through Spider-Man and Reed through this latest Avengers run and the Illuminati stuff. Reed's amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the, the stuff they're doing now is pretty crazy too. Like the the suit is in the future, and it's a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff that's really cool. Doom, Doom's uh, got married to Sue, and it's it's alternate reality stuff. Pretty interesting. I think. I would recommend like the 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 start of the run though. Like find the Marvel Wait. masterworks of Fantastic oh. Four and read the early All issues. The yeah. Early, yeah. yeah. Now, what's your favorite part of Fantastic Four? Uh, do you like Ben Grimm? Do you like Reed Richards? Do you think that Sue Storm? I like. I never liked Sue Storm. No, I Sue never. I, I was always good. gravitating towards the thing. Yeah, um, and that's it. Like, but, yeah, I, I mean, the thing is like the most the lovable one out of all of them. I think it goes in phases. I think as a kid, I grew up liking the thing. Then I was when I was a teenager, I was like, oh, Human Torch is more kind of my guy. He's yeah. that rebellious guy. And now that I'm reading some of the new stuff. Like Reed's intelligence and his the way he figures things out and thinks, I like him. He's the most intriguing to me so right now. I always feel like Sue Storm is the most wasted character. I mean, she was fucking s- written like shit in this movie too. Like they, I mean, 
her power set is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah they really uh, botched all of the powers using because she. That's a powerful, powerful uh, to be able to. You know, protect your bub- protect yourself in a bubble and fly and force push things and then turn invisible and make other yeah. people turn invisible. Oh, she made uh, the thing turn invisible, but she didn't. She turn can invisible. also create bubbles inside of people, from what I've read. Too. She can, like explode people. Ooh, that's pretty that's fucking wicked. Yeah, yeah. She's got like all. She's got like all of the the trifecta. She can fly. Yeah. She can move things with her mind. Mm-hmm. All right, and she can fucking take damage because she's got um. Shields. You know, shields, and she's invisible. Like, that's like a lot of shit that, like, yeah. that she should be like a Trinity character. Yeah, you know? that's like, unstoppable. That's, yeah. yeah. They, yeah, they always, uh, they don't use her well. No, no. If, if you would have put another person in another comic with the same powers, they would be like a juggernaut. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Like, Reed Richards got the lamest powers. No, oh, yeah, for sure. It's always <laughs> weird that he's the leader, too, and he's the lamest powers. <laughs> Yeah, the that's why like has always you been see weird. what DC does with Plastic Man, they always make him a joke, and that, yeah, I mean it works better that way. I don't know. I just think that when you have something that only only works in the comic books, I don't want to see a guy stretch his skin and make himself into a tent. That it's just not fun. And, and when yeah, and try to put that in a movie. When you get to that point, it just like it takes you out of the whole thing. Can this movie not? Can you not make this into a good movie at all? Maybe, maybe the, is this only works in on print on page. Hey, they man, they made Ant Man into a good movie. No, but that—that's, yeah, but that is cool powers. I just think that if you change the nature of Reed's powers, so let his body is like kind of like Clayface. More than, You're more right. Than the anything. stretching really is uh, kills the whole thing. Like, like the stretching, you don't like that's that's useless. I mean, think about Clayface in Batman in the Batman cartoons. Yeah, where he could change his shape, he could do whatever he wants. But he can also he throw his clay real far, kind of like stretching. But it's a it's a power force attack. Well, yeah. Well, him stretching his arms and punching. That's they did that in the movie. But yeah. like they started to try that. But like, and you know, it's okay. I mean, they 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 did try to make him cool, but it was still not cool. Like, you know what I mean? As silly as it was at one point when he was strapped down and he was listening to Ben, like, call for help, I kind of wanted him to just stretch his neck through the air vent and down and poke out and be like, oh, hey, what are you doing down here? And it's just his head. Like, <laughs> like how can you make that gritty? That's the thing. It's like I didn't think the tone matched. Like, okay, you want to make well, a no. gritty thing. Yeah. But this is – it's a silly – you have to have fun with it. It's really no, I hard. like that he had to drag himself through that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that I was okay. I didn't mind that so much just because it showed Reed being like scared or not Reed, um, Ben being scared. And there was like a, you felt for Ben's character. And yeah, Reed I was did really feel him. bad for him. And they when, never did. They never really like, they always alluded to stuff. Like they had, I think that the thing was like in a rock. Yeah. yeah. And then he broke himself out, but they never really, sh- all of a sudden he's out of it. Well, you like, know what else they didn't get? Like the monkey, when they sent the monkey, I, the- I thought the monkey was going to be a bad guy. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Though if they should have made the monkey fucking Bond Doom, that would have been way better. Oh, shit. <laughs> Imagine the monkey would have gotten uh, like like crazy big like the Hulk. And yeah. And then they had, he had to fight the thing. Oh my god, that <laughs> would have been like you could that could have been the villain. It was a giant mutated monkey. But the, the it was just odd the way they cut that. You never saw a shot of them putting the monkey in or taking the monkey out. Like it was very confusing. The there was also a weird weird editing 
all the trailers we saw, there was that shot of the thing. Yeah, what was that? What happened to that? On the, on the Humvee. And that, that was totally That whole out. part where he's like, oh, he'll be there in seven minutes. Uh, oh, make it right. six. And he jumps like a, yeah, he's like a, 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 a bomb being dropped. There's don't huge, there's don't huge parts. You see a trailer and then the shit isn't in the movie. There's yeah. huge parts of, yeah, there's missing. There's lots of pieces missing because there was tons of shit in the trailer that we never saw. Wow. Let's, um, wow. Is there any final thoughts I'm just, on the film? I can't even. I can't even. It's any a clusterfuck. Clusterfuck from Rugboy. Can this Ron? can I mean they've killed the comics. They killed the can this franchise even be saved at this point? You need to make right. something else. Like I think it could work in animation. I really think it could work better a lot in animation. Did you like my uh Twitter comment? What was my it? Twitter comment was I, I want to call this movie the Fantastic Foreskin because the part of it that would be pleasurable got chopped off. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's you pretty Accurate. We're, we're done commenting on this film. That is that all that needs to be said. <laughs> Great way to put a pin in it, Rock Boy. There you go. That's right. That's um, why we pay you the big sandwiches. There you go. Oh, there you shit. go. <laughs> Let's quickly plug again a place to hang your cape. We have a few articles on the movie that will be in the show notes from a place to hang your cape. Great site. Thank you, David, for having us on there. Also, podcast.ph in the Philippines. Thanks, Martin, for uh, distributing our Filipinas all across the world. <laughs> a, yeah. place, a place to hang your cape is uh, you can find it at ap2hyc.com. That's AP, the number two, hyc.com. Lots of great articles, lots of great indie uh, comics review to Kickstarters to check out and back and uh, support the cause and support the good arts, people. Perfect. So are we are we finished now? I, I almost. I, yeah. I mean, just yeah, Imran, just go over quickly how people can contact us and where Listen, they should subscribe. Listen, if you liked this movie and want to defend it, or if you found yourself yelling in and wanted to chime into the conversation, send us an audio comment. It's very simple. You could just click the link in the show notes. It says send us a voice message or visit speakpipe.com slash jockandnerd. You can also just record a little bit of audio on your uh, smartphone and email it to show at jockandnerd.com. That email also accepts regular text emails. Perfect. <laughs> you can also tweet at us, jockandnerdcast, facebook.com. We're on there as well. Just look us up, jockandnerd, and clamor us. Rugboy, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter's. And really, rug boy, uh, uh, in a, I'm losing followers. Oh no! What have oh, you been no. tweeting? You got to tweet I more. Don't know. Di- you need more. I changed my picture. And I changed it to a cartoon picture, and now nobody likes me anymore. Did you guys uh, notice that we have uh, an image for rug boy now? We kind of know what he looks like. Rug boy is actually a two-dimensional drawing. Uh, that's yeah. It. I'm a cartoon. He looks exactly like the the cartoon on the show art. You can look at the podcast cover art. That's not a drawing. That's like a photograph of him. He's very flat say, and pale. That is, that is his mugshot. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it looks like a drawing. Like yeah, but he's very pale and two-dimensional. I had a human <laughs> picture, and people like the human picture. They don't like the real me. I, uh, they, they, <laughs> <laughs> I liked your human picture. I like my human picture, too. <laughs> if, if you like Rugby or you like this show, go on to iTunes. Give us a great rating and an awesome review. It really helps the show. And Imran's also made it easy for you by just going to jockandnerd.com slash review. That goes right to the iTunes page, but just go to jockandnerd.com for all these links and for lots of fun. Well, guys, I think that puts another pin in it. There you go. 
Chuck and Nerdy. Thanks I for go hunt down these dogs. They stole all my shit. Listen, go <laughs> go get your belongings from those uh, dirty mutts, uh, Rug Boy, and uh, we hope you find shelter uh, in the coming days and weeks. <laughs> Orky dorky. <laughs> well, my name is Imran. And my name is Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.